The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Saturday, October 29th, and he is back by popular demand. Yep, it is Ed Slot. He is known as the IRA expert. He is a CPA. He is um, one of the great friends of the program. And uh, his website, irahelp.com, is out there and just provides tremendous amounts of information. And we love to bring him in as we approach the last couple of months of the year so you can get your heads on straight about what you need to be thinking about over the next two months. So we have two parts. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the RMD issues Ad that you guys have been asking about and about Roth conversions and all the things Ed is so passionate about. Here is the first part of our interview with Ed Slot. All right, Ed, uh, as we speak to you, stock and bond markets are down. And uh, one question that seems to come up among some of our listeners is they they really want to do over. They want waiving of required minimum distributions. They don't think it's fair that the government is making us take distributions at a time when the markets are down. Can you explain how markets really have nothing to do with waiving of RMDs? I mean, I hear it all the time. And the only reason Congress ever considers waiving RMDs, which they won't do this year, that I can tell you, they will not do it. It's too late in the year. The last time they did it during COVID, it created a mess. People had already taken them. Then they had to give relief for people who wanted to put them back. And then people missed those deadlines. But the big picture is that Congress loves it because they think people love it. It doesn't solve the problem. Let me give you a few reasons why. By the IRS's own statistics, only 20% of the people take the actual minimum. The other 80% take more because they need the money. Mm -hmm. Telling somebody you don't have to take the RMD when they need the money, what does that do? So it only helps the 20% who don't need the money anyway. Plus, the market has no effect. I, I get this question all the time. I'm glad you kicked off with it. The RMD amount is already locked in. 
It has no, the market has no effect. It has a, a somewhat indirect effect, but it's all, the amount that you have to take is already locked in based on last year's value, which happened to be very high. So the, so you still have to take that amount. The only thing that might happen with markets down, and if your IRA is invested in the market, like most people have, it just means whatever that RMD is now, required minimum distribution, it will be a larger percentage of your balance because your balance is down, but the RMD doesn't change. And they're not doing you any favors by waiving it. First of all, like I said, the 80% of the people it won't affect because they need the money anyway. And the 20% who think they're getting a break because they don't need to take it, remember, all they're doing is putting off larger distributions later. Most people should be looking at taking distributions that aren't even required now to whittle down that IRA balance to take advantage of today's historically low rates. At some point, this money has to come out. So to keep delaying when you take it out, like there's some proposals now to raise the age from 72 to three to 74 and five. What if they raised it to 80? You know, all you're doing is shortening the window where all this income has to be bunched in to come out. Okay. I want to get to that in one second, because that's the SECURE Act and the various formulas that uh, and the various uh, iterations of that. But I want to talk about, before we do that, I'd like to talk to you about conversions because with market markets driving down the value of traditional retirement accounts does that mean this could be a good time to convert those accounts yes really if you think about it it's just a big giant bet on where you think future tax rates are going if you believe rates are going up or your rates or brackets are going up then it's a good bet to put it another way to show why I think it's a good bet, do you think, given where our rates are now at historic lows, do you think your rates will ever go down? You know, mm. some people think that. I get that a lot when I do programs for consumers, like a lot of your listeners, and they'll say, but I will be in a lower bracket when I'm in retirement and I'm, I stop working. I never see that happen. It's it's a myth. It sounds logical. Well, if my income is dried up, I'll be in a lower bracket. If you don't convert or you don't start taking down your IRA balance somehow, it's just going to keep growing, building, compounding, snowballing, partly for the government. So I've had clients over the years, they're retired, they come in for their taxes, they say, Ed, how could this be? I have higher income than my best years working. Well, look at your IRA. It went so large, your RMDs are almost replacing your income or more than your income. Plus, being at this stage of life, you don't have the deductions you used to have. You don't mm-hmm. have deductions for 401k contributions. You practically have no more kid-related tax benefits, and you practically have no more itemized deductions because over 90% of the people take the standard deduction. Unless you had really high medical or charitable, most people do not even itemize deductions anymore. Plus, the uh, local, state and local taxes are limited to 10,000. So you have what could be larger income and lower deductions. So even though you may be retired and think you'll be in a low bracket, you probably won't be. So the key to Roth IRA planning is my always rule. 
always pay taxes at the lowest rates. That's the key to saving the most in taxes. And that may be now. And right now you get the double hit because rates are low and values are low. And when the market comes back, which I believe it always will, all of that appreciation will be in your Roth IRA. But you have to be warned. Go over this with your tax accountant or CPA. This is the perfect time to first have the conversation and do a projection of what a Roth conversion for some or all of your IRA might cost you because Roth IRA conversions are now, and it's been the case for a few years already, permanent. There's no backseats, no do-overs, no recharacterizations. Once you convert, you will owe the tax, even if your financial condition changes later on next year when you have to pay the tax, you'll still owe the tax. So you want to know what it's going to cost. Now is the perfect time to review that with your tax advisors because you're in the last quarter of the year when your income for 22 can be better projected. So Ed, if you have a tax bracket where you're, let's just say, I mean, I think 10, 12, 22, 24, everyone says it's a no brainer. How about converting if you're in the 32% bracket or the 35% bracket or God forbid the 37% bracket, what what is the calculus there? Are you still as gung-ho about it? Everything's relative because if you think you'll be in a lower, uh, a higher bracket and a higher rate in the future, remember, if you do nothing, the problem just grows and grows. By the problem, I mean the growth of your IRA. It's just growing. Think of your IRA. It's an IOU to the IRS. Uncle Sam is a partner on your retirement account. So every day that goes by that it increases, it increases Uncle Sam's share. So you can't ignore the problem. Even if you're in a high bracket, remember by law after 2025, rates are scheduled to go up. Your personal rates might go up. Your IRA may be higher. And it's always about I come back to my always rule, always pay taxes at the lowest rates. You may be in a 37% bracket. And I get this question a lot from like doctors and executives. They say, why should I convert now? I'm at the top rate. Well, your top rate might be 50% in the future. And there are other issues that are coming up. There are a lot of people who retire and they claim, they say, oh, I'm going to Medicare. And all of a sudden, those required minimum distributions start adding to your taxable income. And lo and behold, you have to pay extra for your Medicare, for your, um, this is called Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount, or IRMA. This seems to me one of those things that people just don't get before they do retire. I had a friend who said to me like, oh my God, I'm paying a fortune for my Medicare, $500 a month or something, almost $500 a month extra, that he didn't realize because his income is so high and part of that has to do his, with his RMDs. So there's another reason to keep that income down later in life, right? Well, you hit it right on the head. Actually, uh, a few years ago, uh, there was a woman at one of my seminars who picked right up on exactly what you said. I talked about Roth conversions, and I'm a big Roth fan. I've done it myself, you know, because I love being bought and paid for. I don't worry about it anymore. Everything my Roth tax-free forever. I don't have to worry. Anyway, so she was all in. She said, I like this idea of tax-free. I don't mind paying the tax. I love the idea once it's in a Roth, there are no required minimum distributions ever again in my life 
lifetime. That's a big benefit. You don't have to bother with that. But she said, I'm on Medicare. Um, based on what you're saying, if I do a Roth conversion, that's going to add income to my return. I said, yes, that's right. And she says, if it does that, my Medicare parts B and D premium. So she knew what she was talking about. The Irma charges will increase. And if that happens, that would make me angry. So I said to her, you know what? If that would make you angry, then do the Roth conversion anyway, because I'd rather have you be angry for one year than be angry for the rest of your right, life. Exactly, exactly. If you don't do it, that IRA is going to keep growing, and that at 72 when you start RMDs, then you're go, going to see some serious Medicare charges. And when I say serious, you know, the Medicare increases they are based on income, as you said, but it's worse than that. There's cliff is what we call it, a cliff. If you go $1 over that limit, the full charge hits. It's not phased in. You know, if you're married filing jointly and your income is over 182000 to 228000 it's like an extra 80 bucks a month. But then it goes up very dramatically. And so it goes 80 and then the next bracket's like 200 and 300 and 400, almost 500. So this is all a, this is another way that you can maybe save yourself some agony just by doing this conversion now. Be careful. People say, oh, good, I'll do all my conversions before the Medicare premiums hit at age 65. No, there's a two-year look back. You have to do it at 62 if you're younger than 63 now and you're, you're listening and you want to avoid this problem, get your conversions done by the time you're 62. Because let's say you do a conversion at 63. At 65, it's still going to trigger the Medicare charges because there's a two-year look back. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about QCDs because I was just telling you before we went on the air that I want to do a QCD for my mother. So this is a qualified charitable distribution, and this is available. Oh, this is still the same dopey seventy and a half, the old seventy and a half. So this means that when you have some money in a retirement in an IRA account, not a four hundred one k, but it has to be an IRA account you can take $100,000 out per year and direct it, and it has to go directly to a charity, and you don't get taxed on that. Is that still the case? Is that's, it QCD that's the deal that, that, of the century. But just to be clear, the IRA, anything tax deferred like that, is the best asset to give to charity because it's loaded with tax. It's like you're giving them the garbage, but to them it's treasure because they don't pay taxes, the charity, so they love it. You're giving them you know, your worst assets. So you can do it. You could leave if you're charitably inclined, though. So when I say that, some people say, well, I don't want to give every I'm not talking about giving all your money away. Yes, you give all your money away, you'll get a nice deduction. I'm talking about for people who already do charitable gifting, people are already giving to charity. Most people don't realize, I don't think, that they're getting zero tax benefit out of the gifts they give to the church or the school or the organization. Zero tax benefit because, as I said earlier, most people are taking the higher standard deduction. So they get no tax benefit. This is a way to get money. If you're giving to charity anyway, do it this way. The only downside of the QCD is that not enough 
people qualify. As you said, it's only available for IRA owners, not for people in 401k. IRA owners are beneficiaries and you must actually be 70 and a half, not 72. That's the new RMD age, but the, in the SECURE Act, they didn't change the QCD age, Qualified Charitable Distribution age. They left it at 70 and a half. You can do a direct transfer from your IRA to the charity for the same amount you want to give. For example, let's say you usually give 5000 to the church or something. All right. Uh, if you qualify, you have an IRA, you have it transferred out of your IRA. This is money you're going to give anyway. So better give it from the IRA, from the dregs, like I said. And <laughs> I love that. Like a, and transfer it to the charity. That comes out of your IRA at 0% tax rate. It's excluded from income. Remember I said always pay taxes at the lowest rates? Another way to say that is get the money out of your IRA at the lowest possible tax cost. You can't beat a 0% rate. And if you're subject to RMDs, it can satisfy your RMD. Okay, there's a whole nother program devoted to EdSlot. It will happen tomorrow. But if you have a financial question that you want to just get off your chest or listening to Ed raises some issues for you, then just go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air and Mark will do everything else. Don't forget to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. It's going to make that person feel better and it's going to make you feel better. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 